Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, episode 22. It's Steve and Justin live from Mannheim, PA. J-Dub. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining me. It's wet outside. Yeah, it's all, like we said to Michael earlier, it's always sunny in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Okay. Just not today. Just July. not today. <laughs> Fake news. It's always raining. Episode 22 is brought to you by Castle Signs, professional vehicle branding, including design, fleet graphics, vehicle wraps, and much more. Go to castlesigns.com and drive your brand with Castle. Introduction today is our special guest, Michael Ferrari. Michael is a writer, speaker, husband, and dad of four kids. 2017, he co-founded Yolk Ideas with his wife, Susan. Yolk Ideas is a creative consultancy helping small to medium-sized brands build assets to promote their business and client relationships. He has been a person of faith since childhood and keeps his values central to his approach to life and business. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just enjoying the rain, trying to keep my hair from getting frizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Does your beard get frizzy? Uh, it does. Yeah. You know, I have to put special products in it and to keep it tame. You know? Nice, nice. So, that's that's a whole podcast on its own. Yeah. <laughs> that's an ep- that's an epic beard. I feel bad for the for just the listeners of the podcast. They don't get to witness the beard in its full force it's glory. We should like describe we it. describe it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, how far down does it go? How, oh. And is this the longest it's ever been? Uh, I've had it longer. Um, my joke about that is, and it's a dad joke is. Uh, is how how long is your beard? Or uh, they'll say, um, how how long have you had it? You know, I say, well, for about ten years, because obviously they they think I'm talking about length and I'm talking about time. Yeah, but That'd it's long enough that I have to wear a shirt at night because when I sleep, it tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's a good description for I just, just our anybody listeners. who's thinking about getting into bearding. Like there are travails. It's an easy life uh, to be this good that's looking. Right, that's right. Well, we are getting into my next question here as we discuss the tickling of Michael's beard. But who is Michael Ferrari? Tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I've i got a birthday coming up. It's a big birthday. Oh, man. I'll be 21. Turn- yeah, exactly. You turn turning 21 so I can catch up with my ID. Um, no, I'll be turning 40. Wow. Um, so, Congrats. Yeah, we're just discussing uh, what, what event or what plans, you know, are we going to do and Birthdays are hard because I'm a people person. And so like, I like, yeah, I th- always think that I want a, a big party or something in the end. I think I probably just want to sit and chill. And <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask if Susan has a big bash plan for you. Maybe you don't even know about it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't think so. I, uh, we talked, we've been talking about it. It's like a negotiation where it's like, well, what about this idea? <laughs> and it's like, what about that? Um, but yeah, it's just, life is so crazy right now. And I mean, it always is. Uh, and I'll probably look back, when my kids are all teenagers and be like, I don't know what I was thinking. That was, it was easy back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, so oh, yeah, we got, uh, my wife, uh, Susan and I, we've lived here, uh, locally in Mannheim since 2011. Um, and, uh, we have our four kids, Cole, Cohen, Campbell and Wilder. Um, so they're in the middle school and elementary school and awesome rocking, rocking awesome. their worlds and doing their thing. So yeah. So cool. Uh, yeah, Michael is part of Baron Nation, which is a very 
deep deep nation yeah, deep rooted club i think <laughs> yeah is a way to put it mm-hmm. people yeah. that are from Mannheim are very passionate about Mannheim. yes yeah and it's great <laughs> you know i i think there's there's definitely not an attack on small town life but it's definitely hard to keep the positive side of that um everybody knowing everybody uh, because in the land of just living in the world of the internet you know everybody's perspectives and their understanding is so much broader than than it ever has been um to accentuate the value of listen just because there can be local drama doesn't mean that we should you know put up walls and and keep people out so Mm -hmm. it's a great little town and the school's great it's interesting because i've heard people say you know a lot of there's a lot of teachers and administrators and people within the district that are um, believers or followers. And uh, so it's probably the closest thing you'll get to a Christian education <laughs> in a public school. Um, awesome. Uh, and, and we've enjoyed that, you know, that some people could feel that that's a negative thing, but I, I we've enjoyed the value centric kind of nature of the school. That's so, great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you ready for take five? Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Question one for take five is, are you a morning guy? Why or why not? <laughs> Um, I, I am a morning guy cause I have to be not cause I want to be, um, but I would much prefer to stay up like till 12, one o'clock and I don't know, do whatever, write music and hang out or do whatever. So I, I'm much more of a night It sounds like you. Yeah. We are in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Why do you have, how early do you get up now? Uh, so the alarm goes off at six, yeah. so it's not too bad. Um, but our kids have to be at school by seven thirty, So it's like brutal in the mornings. Yeah. I like I like morning because of coffee. I think pretty much. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I drink coffee all day long, and I'll <laughs> drink it. In, I'll drink it into the night. <laughs> no, I coffee do that too. Mornings are not mutually <laughs> associated. Yeah. All right. Question number two is who or what inspires you, Michael? Oh, interesting. Um, I think uh, comedians. I love comedians. Um, I like uh, artists or entrepreneurs. Anybody who has to do a thing. And they are literally the only person that believes mm. that it's worth it mm. or worthy. Um, not because any other endeavor where it's a team environment is bad. I think that there's just as many challenges and there's benefits in that as well. But there's something about people who like just screw it, you know, mm. <laughs> I'm going to do it and yeah. I don't care. You know, that level of belief is like, that mm. takes some cojones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, uh, boy, that's a tough one. I, man, there's a bunch of them. I really like Sebastian Maniscalco. I watched just recently. He's funny. Okay. Um, but so we watch the comedians and cars show all the time and I, I like them all. Oh yeah. 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 It's a great show. All right. Question number three is what's the best and worst part about owning your own business? Uh, well, I mean, what I just described about people I admire is also the thing that's the hardest. I mean, you, you, you feel like, I mean, there's people that are on your side, but they're not in the room every day, you know, telling you, hey, man, it's going to be a great day. You know, And if, if I'm not my own, you know, cheerleader and if, or if my wife and I are in a, a funk where we're just like, ah, what are we doing? You know, there's we're the only ones there that are going to be like, it's really going to be okay. Right. Um, so trying to find a network of people that you can reach out to and interact with on a regular basis is a big deal. Um, and I think being confronted with when you work in an organization, especially a larger organization and you're salaried or you kind of work the same hours every week and you get a paycheck, 
there's like a false sense of control and stability hmm. that that it's easy to to buy and go, well, it'll all be fine because the paycheck is coming next week. Right. And so every day and every week to be confronted with the reality that like, mm. hey, this whole thing could crap the bed and mm. we'd be, you know, uh, that would be something that's hard. Mm-hmm. But also invigorating, I guess. I wouldn't want to do it any other way at right. this point. Awesome. Do you feel like, yeah, sorry, that's a follow-up. Do you feel like you're, you've been always wired that way? Or is this something that's developed? And is it something that you and... Susan both kind of naturally felt that way or was that something that you've as a couple have developed as well? Yeah. Um, probably it's probably been hardwired into both of us at some point throughout our lives. My dad owned businesses. Um, and so I worked for him. Um, and I think, I think there was like a desire that we had, we've done it wrong too before, because as an entrepreneur, when you work in a business, they call it, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of like, Oh, I I take this on as if it were my own, that can get really dangerous really quick because then you start overstepping bounds Mm -hmm. and you start like over, you know, uh, going over your head, other people's heads and authority. Um, but yeah, I think that right now, at least it seems like this is the right thing at the right time. It's probably the best way to put Mm -hmm. it. Awesome. Question number four, we kind of already touched on this, but why is Mannheim, Pennsylvania so great? (laughs) Uh, What I love about Mannheim, first of all, is it's centrally located within the the county. Um, So you can get to um, Lebanon, which is, there's a really cool resurgence going on in Lebanon um, and Lancaster in equal amounts of time. Um, You can get to Lidditz quickly. You know, you can get to 283 and... Mm-hmm. The turnpike and all of those major thoroughfares, you can get to them quickly. So it's, ex- I think it's accessible and everything is accessible to you very easily. Also, the people that live here, I think are very, um, uh, there's a lot of ingenuity. Uh, and it's funny because you don't necessarily associate small towns with innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's actually a lot of innovative thinkers, mm-hmm. um, which again, kind of extends from, um, blue collar roots um this town was very much about two things manufacturing and sort of rural um uh, small business Mm -hmm. and with those things in in the back of people's minds you know we come from hard work we come from necessity as the mother of invention and those are the those are the two things that you need to be innovative and entrepreneurial Uh, so to me i look around and i go the potential here is awesome Hmm. So that's why I like it. Awesome. Question five for take five is what's the best book you read in 2018? Oh my. So the <laughs> precursor to the answer is my, I don't really make resolutions, but this year I did. And my resolution is I'm going to finish the stack of books. That's I'm not kidding. It's literally this high. And I, they're all in some, state of half read. <laughs> so I can talk about any of the books that I started in. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of those. Um, I want to finish a book. That's a biography on Winston Churchill. That mm-hmm. was a good one. Um, I'm about halfway through that one. I started a book called, I think it's called the beginning of infinity. Hmm. And it literally unpacks everything from empiricism to, I mean, it's like so dense. You can literally only read like, two pages at a time. <laughs> so every time I sit down with it, I'm like, I don't know what mood you need to be in to yeah. read it, but I'm read it, but I'm not in that mood. Right oh, now. That's funny. <laughs> so that was a good one. Um, but I keep going back to, um, the Stephen Pressfield book, do the work. So I read that probably once a year. 
Um, and I can't imagine not reading that hmm. at least once a year. It's such a great book. Hmm. Awesome. So that's a good one, yeah. Very cool. Well, hopefully you get that stack finished this oh, year. <laughs> Hoping <laughs> is for fools. <laughs> we'll do it. I if you it. have hope, that means you don't have plans. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Michael, thanks again for joining us today. We just love to kind of kind of hear how you got here. What has God done in your life? What is he doing today? Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a beginning point to that that you want me to start with or? hey wherever you want to start man yeah when were you born Let's just get track <laughs> well i guess it all started back in <laughs> um yeah so well my wife and i've been married for um 18 years now wow. it'll be it'll be 18 years in september um we got married september 9th of 2001 hmm. we're in the air uh when the twin towers went down wow so we had uh, an auspicious beginning, wow. but so, you know, all these years later now it's been like, it almost feels like one of those things you look back and go, well, I mean, if we could survive that, I guess we could survive every, anything. Yeah. Um, so, and then for a number of years I worked, uh, I started out in sales and marketing for a landscape company. And then for a number of years worked at a, a church that's a regional church called lives changed by Christ. And they have a couple campuses um, and that was like a major chunk of the last decade. So yeah. we worked there for eight years. And then in 2017, we started um, Yoke Ideas. And it was like one of those things where I, I think the process for us has been, in a lot of ways, it's become a tool for us to learn about ourselves and each other and how our relationship works almost like the work we do and the people that we work with, even though it's great work and they're great people and we've learned lessons about being in business from them, that's almost like an ancillary <laughs> function uh, of the business and it's more about our almost personal journey inward. I don't know what that how the Latin phrase goes, but it's uh, essentially he is victorious who conquers himself. And so um, I think that that's a huge part of what we're doing right now mm -hmm. is trying to conquer ourselves. Uh, and it sounds very, I don't know, very Eastern or Zen or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But in, in, so, in a lot of ways, like what else is there? Right. And mm -hmm. um, so it reminds me of, you know, when Jesus says died yourself, I mean, there's like this process of, right. Of knowing and, and, and recognizing what's in ourselves and what's not of, of the Lord and what is and pursuing that and his, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking that in the no, wrong no. direction, but that's... I think the thought process behind a lot of those concepts is very much, you know, um, what's that? That you can either have what you want or what you're afraid of. Either way, you get to be right. And so that idea uh, might be a Henry Ford quote. I'm not sure. Um, but the idea that we have it within ourselves to achieve or accomplish whatever it is that we set out to. Um, and a lot of times we... We use our internal um, conundrums and our baggage almost as an excuse as to why we shouldn't accomplish those things. Or, and when you add on top of it theology that tells us, you know, that well, I, I need to wait, and waiting on the Lord is essentially waiting for nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, waiting until God just somehow waves his magic wand and drops a, plan, a business plan in our lap, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who are languishing underneath bad theology because they think that that somehow pursuing what it is that they dream is pride. And that's a very destructive idea. Mm. 
Um, and in a lot of ways, not putting yourself out there is its own kind of pride. So you could make the argument that if you don't pursue what it is that you know deep down inside you're made to be, you are being very prideful because mm -hmm. you're more afraid of failing than you are of doing. Mm -hmm. um, and in some ways, failure is just a, a, a mark on the wall that says you tried something. Right. Um, you know, I know that those are all those cliches that, you know, thinkers and thought leaders and entrepreneurs use like, well, you know, failure, fail forward and all that stuff. But I think that there's some biblical grounds for um, conquering yourself is, is that failing forward idea. And, but you, you have to go on the journey of, of conquering yourself in order to do and in order to conquer yourself, you have to do. So it's like this weird catch 22. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the idea. I like the marriage of those things. That's cool. And, and, and kind of a follow up, like how did you and Susan get to that point? Like what was the trigger for you guys to move this? I mean, not saying that necessarily the things you were doing before weren't in line with that kind of thought yeah. process, but what, what was the push towards, Hey, let's let's strike out and do something even right. more explicitly entrepreneurial as a couple and as a family. Yeah. Um, so you're like kind of asking like that when when to jump question yeah, like yeah. how did you know? Uh, well, in our case, it was a little easier. Um, we in 2016 we went through probably one of the most painful things that we've ever had to go through, um, which without getting into details and the messiness of it. Um, my uh, tenure at the church didn't end the way that we would have wanted it to. Uh, so we kind of had to part ways and, and there was a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, lessons that I learned in the aftermath and uh, through the healing process of realizing that people are people and my expectations that um, people who say that they're a certain caliber of Christian should behave a certain way. Um, that's a false expectation. Mm -hmm that there is no difference between saved people, quote unquote, and not saved people, people are people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so trying to shed that expectation that I'm placing upon others um, and then holding them captive to what I think they should do is hard. It's a horrible way to treat people, stealing their independence and stealing their autonomy and their, their humanity. So that's been hard to learn. Um, but so the, the answer to the question, when the jump, like some of it was kind of, some of it was made for us in the sense that I suddenly had a lot of free time uh, that I wasn't planning on. Um, but at the same time, you know, I did start the process of, well, do I want to pursue a life in ministry? Is this really what I want to keep doing? Um, working at churches and helping people and the counseling stuff and doing weddings and funerals and playing, you know, I'm a musician and did a lot of worship stuff and music writing and that playing on the weekends in churches. And is that the future um, for our family and for a career path? And so, um, and I still do some of those things, uh, on the side on weekends, um, as we start the business. But I think ultimately we, I wanted to, I missed the days of working in a blue collar field where I would drive around with my wife and she can tell you that this is what would happen. And I would say, Oh, I planted those trees mm -hmm. you know, or I built that wall, that retaining wall over there. We laid the bricks for the sidewalk, you know? And I, I really missed the idea of building something mm. that I did, you know, mm. not because I necessarily needed the credit. I, I love to get the credit. And that's another thing that I'm working on <laughs> myself. But, you know, credit saps your hope and your dreams. But um, 
I, I think more to be able to have something that I can point to and say, yeah, I did something that matters. Like mm. maybe those trees will be around longer than I will. And that's pretty cool. Um, it's hard when you're working with people because at any moment people can and do throw it all away. And all of that work that you put in with them, mm. you know, and you guys run into this, I'm sure quite often in your line of work, it's very easy to get, to lose um, motivation and to get, jaded and dejected and just like why am i doing this if the work itself doesn't matter because right. people can just hmm. you know throw it all away and, and so i think for me this time is really um representative of a moment in my life where i just want to build stuff hmm. um tangible things hmm. you know even if it's intellectual property or creative assets for advertising or you know mission vision values um or you know retail strategy or whatever it is that we're working on. Those are things that you can point to, you know, and say, we did that. We helped them launch. We, we helped that brand. We built that commercial, mm-hmm. you know, those are things. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how I got to that point, but that, that idea of build, that sounds familiar. Jim. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's kind of uh, what we've established is kind of our, our theme and our driving force for 2019. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice way to plug that. You're I'm welcome. So glad we yeah. appreciate it. that branding message beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> here's our theme. If you could work it in, I'd yeah. be great. Should we start selling dinner uh, table sponsors for yeah. the dinner now? Yeah. Around that? yeah. Listen, guys, if you are, <laughs> if well, you haven't already signed up for it, exactly. Well, you guys, you and Susan, clearly you have a passion for people and seeing people reach their full potential. Like, where does that passion come from? Um. So about maybe, well, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I've been able to express it differently in the last two years because a friend of mine, he told the, uh, told me this story about um, this renowned marketing guru came in and spoke to their uh, team at the company he works for and challenged them with this uh, exercise, which is essentially um, express your, your purpose in seven words. So it's the seven word challenge. Um, and, uh, I, I like mulled over that for a long time when I, uh, worked in music ministry, my purpose for a lack of a better term was just to help people sing, to help them sing. I worked through that with, uh, volunteers and like, we aren't here to necessarily shine as performers, although we have to bring our A game and be awesome. Mm-hmm. What we're here to do is show people what's possible. We're exemplifying for them what it looks like to sing out. Uh, so we want to help them sing. Um, but realizing now that um, my real goal all along for a long time, because I've always been like that, this is a this is a poop joke, but I've been a number two guy. So like I never wanted to be the number one guy. I was right. going to be the number two guy. Um, I loved partnering with the guy who owned the business or ran the company or whatever and helping him achieve his thing. Um, part of that was probably because I'm suited to do that from a skill set standpoint, but also... I, I had a lot of fear about taking on the responsibility myself. Um, and now I am like the number one guy, but my, my seven words are to help others achieve what they dream. Hmm. Um, and so I'm in that sense, I'm the number one guy and the number two guy, which is good. I'm sure my doctor will be happy to know that number one and number two are functioning. He's just regular, <laughs> very regular, <laughs> which leads me to a great story. One of my sons, when he was a little bit younger, I was taking a shower and he comes in and he goes, I have to go to the bathroom. I was like, Okay, you know, great, awesome. So he's he's sitting in there. He's just talking to me, which is what you want when you're taking a shower, trying to have thoughts 
a small voice expressing all of his ideas. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's going through the different numbers. There's number one and there's number two. And he's like, at least I don't have to do number three and number four. And I was like, what's, what are number three? What's number three? And he said, throwing up. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, then what's number four? And he goes, duh, diarrhea. <laughs> it's one of the fantastic things about being a dad. You got all these oh, great, so great stories. Yeah. So I'll keep a recording of this then and show it to him when he's like yeah. 15. Oh, yeah. Hey, check out this story about the. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, kind of talking about, you know, helping people reach their full potential and you guys are passionate about helping people find that. Is there kind of along the lines of mentorship? Because that's what we do. Is there mm. somebody in your life that has helped you kind of reach that full potential? Yeah, there's been a number of people. Um, it's really interesting. It's probably age and experience and time. I don't know that I necessarily added a, the proper weight and value to input and mentorship and that kind of thing when I was younger, you know, and working in a church you're surrounded by great teaching and people who have their masters and, you know, mm -hmm. MDivs and all that stuff. And you're just like these, I'm surrounded by these smart people. The last thing in the world I want to do is go get coffee with somebody who's going to talk more serious stuff with me, you know? And so when your work is kind of like what you guys do to carve out time on your own that's not work time to do something that's very similar to what you do in your work yeah is can be exhausting you know um and uh, not very appealing but in the last couple of years um the last five years there's been one person in particular who um i look to as a mentor and i tell him that i view him that way and he's like oh you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know he doesn't see himself that way it's more like well let me just tell you what i've done and then you'll know what not to do yeah um but he he's a he's a great dude um and then there's other people i think i've been a little bit more intentional about trying to reach out to people that um have done what we're doing now for many years and just go hey who do you use for a lawyer and yeah. how what do you do when this comes up yeah and, ask them questions and get their input. Um, so realizing now the older I get, which is unfortunate that I didn't know it when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I go, Oh my gosh, uh, it's unbelievably important because without that, you're literally just winging it, you know, yeah. shooting from the hip. Yep. Um, my, my dad passed away in 2017. Uh, so it's been like a journey since then. And it was, it was unexpected and kind of sudden. And, uh, since then I've been feeling a lot of like, man, I really, I really wish he was around. Mm -hmm. Um, not necessarily because he's an expert in any of the things that I'm big projects that I'm working on right now, but just knowing that somebody who has your genes and like, I am very much like him and that he was in his seventies and he survived through all the crap that he's been through. I go, Oh, well, if he made it, then I can make it. Mm -hmm. That's like, and that's probably one of the reasons that the mentor thing is important because you want somebody who can sit there and go me too. And it's all going to be okay. Yep. And even if it's not okay, then that'll be okay. Yeah. Um, that idea that, well, okay, play out in your mind. What's the worst thing that could happen? Okay. So let's say that happens. Then what, you know, the, then what question is it's very, very powerful. And it works for success and it works for sale, failure as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's say everything that you dream of comes true. You get, you, you know, you build this business and people are knocking down your door trying to get a piece of, you know, your wisdom or what your product or whatever. Then what? 
Because if you don't have a good answer for then what with success or failure, then you really don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. You really don't. Mm. Um, so I think the the inward journey and the conquering of self is really to try and get to that those answers. Yeah. Like I have some answers. I can answer some of those questions. Well, there's this, then what? And then there's this, then what? You know, but as dads, you, there's always that thing that's like impeding your progress to the next thing that you want to do. You know, Dave Ramsey, or not Dave Ramsey, I'm sorry, um, Gunger. What's his name? The marriage Mark, guy. Oh, Mark, is it Mark? Yeah, Mark Gunger, yeah, Mark. yeah. He he talks about how men are always trying to get into their nothing box. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to get to our nothing box. And so like, I there's a lot of times, if we're honest, where like our kids uh, you get, eat your dinner so you can go upstairs and do your homework. You can get your PJs on and brush your teeth so you can go to bed. So that what? So then what's your then what that you're rushing through all of that stuff with them? And it really is like, so I can do nothing and think about nothing and have nobody ask me for anything and just be a giant selfish you know, <laughs> extension of my favorite chair. And uh, that's something that I, I think it's really, really hard for me to battle. Mm. Like you always hear like these people who are entrepreneurial or they're community leaders or whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah, I wake up every day at four and you know, I get through my routine with my kids and they're just so wonderful. And I play with them outside and then I can't wait to sit down at night and read my favorite books. And I'm like, where are you getting all of this energy? You can't tell me that that's what your everyday looks like. And so sounds like Garrett. Yeah. And like for me, I think like I, I am driven. Like I will work until I'm absolutely spent and burn out, which isn't healthy, but I would do that. Um, but it's hard for me to maintain that level of engagement and being on mm-hmm. and not just want to, daddy, you want to play with me? No, I don't. Yeah, no. I really don't. Like, you know, I'm in I my do, coffee, but I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just hopefully that helps somebody. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And there's people who are like, we were going to hire this guy. But yeah. now, now that we know he's a complete tool. <laughs> Well, can you uh, just tell people how they can get connected with the Yolk Ideas? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we we have a website, and you can email us. So it's uh, my email address is michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at yolkideas.com. You can go to our website and check it out. We talk a lot about um, message, brand message and brand voice. Um, and, you know, The idea, if you don't know your own voice and you don't know what it is that you're trying to say, I don't. how are you going to sell something yeah. to people? Um, and show them that you have something of value that they need. Um, so, you know, we, we, uh, we love, uh, Donald Miller stuff and mm-hmm. Stephen Pressfield stuff and all of the like kind of marketing, Seth Godin, all the marketing gurus of the day. Um, but a lot of it just comes down to knowing yourself. Uh, and if you know yourself well enough to understand what it is that you have to offer, then you'll have the courage to make the hard choices where you might have, you know, we've gone through this with clients recently where they have a lot of data from their different um, uh, agencies that they work with, uh, industry leaders saying, well, this is how you have to do it in order to succeed in this market space. Um, and it's like, yeah, but if what you're bringing to that market is something unique, then you can't just say it the way that everybody else has always said it. You can't just follow those tactics because you're just going to be like everyone else. Right. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to be different. I mean, it's the hardest thing. Yeah. So that's what we try and help people. With. Awesome. That's great, man. Yeah. Go to yolkideas.com to see what Michael and Susan are more about. And yeah, get some Brandon genius for your company. Mm-hmm. We love what you guys are doing. Yeah. Uh, we're honored to have you on the show. Yeah, we love yeah. you guys too. Thanks so much for inviting yeah. us yeah. here. Yeah. It's awesome, man.
Michael's a good guy. You got a lot of quotes. You, you, you for all those books you keep reading, you got lots of uh, good good <laughs> one liners that are well, wisdom. My homepage is brainyquotes.com. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love wow, it. This guy's so brainy. <laughs> That's so much good stuff. Well, J Dub, what's going on with uh, Men of Iron, man? We got something yeah. big coming up. Yeah, we're all uh, heading out out uh, to Ohio next weekend. We've got our first launch of 2019 out in Canton, Ohio, at the One Center. So if you're out in Ohio, we're coming your way. Keep yeah. the the inches of snow to a minimum, if possible, so we can drive there safely. Yeah, that's a good thought because they just got dumped on last weekend i believe yeah but it was like nothing we were like uh you know we got no snow around here in our snowstorm they were like got 14 inches and it, they were like oh that was nothing like <laughs> oh oh boy they're used Perspective. to it. they're used to it in the midwest well for more info on men of iron you can go to menofiron.org you can check out our podcast on apple podcast google play and spotify go on there and leave us a five-star review hit the subscribe button yeah yeah do it you can watch the video version on youtube and facebook Thank you again to Michael from Yolk Ideas for joining us today and our sponsor, Castle Signs. <laughs> we are out. Peace.